Hello, and welcome to AdLib Heroes. My name is Joey, and I'm a lifelong GM and writer. At our table today is... Hi, I'm TJ, and I play Kirith Odell. Hi, I'm Riley, I play Grumlock Seaspray. Hi, I'm Bev, and I play Olivia Fortier. Previously on AdLib Heroes, Olivia, Grimlock, and Kirith learned that Kirith's attunement to the Skyfire Stone caused a nightmare plague. They confirmed with Pop Pop Sea Spray that the only way to stop it is to divest attunement from the stone. Now let's get back to the action. So yeah, you are all in the Dwarven Fortress, and Pop-Pop has told you that you're going to keep causing nightmares, Kirith, if you stay attuned to the stone. And it covers about a third of a kilometer or a radius around you. Mm-hmm. And keeping it on me while I sleep gives me nightmares. Which is why he unattuned and kept it in a vault. Yeah, but not having it near me... <laughs> is just going to let the dragons get at it again. But from a mechanical's perspective, no one can get a long rest within, you know, yeah. 300 meters of you. Yeah. So. And if you de- divest from it, you get a saving throw to still get your long rest. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about, uh, if I need to, I'll just reattune to it. And only Pop-Pop and I know what that means. Um, <laughs> Hello, blip blop. It's uh, it's mouth stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll go through whatever it is to. I mean, I figure it's it's like, it's like a meditation a where you disconnect yourself from the stone. Fine. So you're in one of the like upper rooms in the sea in the uh, in the uh, skeevy scabbard, I believe is the name of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, di- divesting from it. What are you guys doing while uh, while Kira spends some time divesting from the stone? Just having lunch downstairs, or yeah, yeah. I uh, just had that very serious talk with Pop Pop in the mines about me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the what, what was it? The potato pancakes, right? <laughs> well, yes, you were talking about potatoes no, yeah. at the end of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> the, but also that Pop Pop was warning you. Don't trust Kirith because the stone could be in control. I guess, but... That's what he was telling you. I don't know <laughs> if it sunk in, but you can't change that that's what he said. <laughs> it's one of the things he said. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll just wait around, because I don't know how long it takes to divest mm-hmm. from something. So, Kirith, as you're finishing divesting, there is a knock on the door, and Pop Pop then walks in. Not waiting for a response. Can I help you? Yeah, uh, just something I want to let you know. If anything happens to Grimlock, you should probably kill me first, because I will spend the rest of my fucking days hunting you down. If anything happens to Grimlock, I'll be, I'll be dead for a couple of weeks. Good. As long as we understand each other. 
because I will make sure you are dead if anything happens to Grimlock. I can respect a father trying to protect his son, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, you want some lunch? Yeah. Let's head down. <laughs> <laughs> so they come down together. <laughs> No one pulls Olivia aside from those big heart They're yeah. like, what's she even doing here? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Skippy's like, do you have enough butter for your bread? Yes, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Skippy pulls Olivia aside. Just, Would you like some more butter for your bread? <laughs> do you like dessert? Yeah. Because uh, we have apple torts. Oh, okay. That's pretty good, actually. Uh do you want two or three apple torts? I was going to say one. And that was not one of my offers to oh, you. Me too. <laughs> two is good. Two is good. Thanks, Skippy. How much cream? A, s- a small amount. A small amount of whipped cream? Yes. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. How do you get it to come out of the can like that? <laughs> Magic. It's a dwarven secret. <laughs> There's all these dwarven artificers yeah. just working on aerosol cans for whipped cream. <laughs> I mean, you can literally whip it with a fork. It just takes a while, right? Yeah. And but... that's why Skippy's got them forearms. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have another charge on the helm of teleportation until the next morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will just ask you guys is there anything you want to do in the Dwarven Fortress or do we want to fast forward to when the Helm recharges now that you mentioned Skippy's forearms I'm imagining that as like a defining thing that like Pop Pop <laughs> is attracted to him like, yeah. about. it's like all oh, those forearms oh those forearms burly <laughs> forearms covered in red hair <laughs> he's just sitting in the kitchen oh yeah whip that cream <laughs> that man can knead a dough <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, like, you have to get out of the kitchen. I have stuff to get done. <laughs> I have nothing in the fortress that I need to do. Okay. Um. No, no, not really. Okay. So you guys spend another day in the skeevy scabbard, and then in the morning we can roll to see how many charges the helm has. Ooh. Ooh. We can go anywhere. You can go anywhere. Three times. Where would you like to go? Back where we were, I guess. Yeah. Now that we're First not... we're sure of Badlands, then... Yeah. <laughs> Olivia, can you scry yet? We can go... <laughs> I don't even know if I get scry anymore. Um, yeah, I think back to this... Just back to those sewers where we were accidentally terrorizing people from below. Okay, so you... All circle up and head back to Ralu. You praise Leviathan and go through the emptiness where something watches you. Praise Leviathan. And then, splish splosh, you're in the sewers. <laughs> and again, I'm picturing like long cobbled archways with like little, uh, little ledges you can walk along and mm. then like water flowing in between because you're... I mean, even Kareth would take you to the clean side of the sewers where water comes in, not the dirty side where water go out. Yeah, more Ninja Turtle cavern than poop shoot. Mm-hmm. So I think we should still disguise you somewhat. Yeah, that's probably a good call. So let me just take some things from my bag here. Make him a turtle. 
And not go make him a turtle. <laughs> uh, what that... would it be in Pathfinder to disguise? Deception? Someone? I believe so. Uh, Deception has impersonate under it, so let me check what that does. Uh, I have it right here. You create a disguise to pass yourself off as someone or something you are not. Assembling a convincing disguise takes 10 minutes and requires a disguise kit. Uh, but a simpler, quicker disguise might do the job if you're not trying to imitate a specific individual at the GM's discretion. In most cases, creatures have a chance to detect your deception only if they use the seek action, etc. If you attempt to directly interact with someone while disguised, the GM rolls a secret deception check for you against that creature. Yeah. Okay, so roll your base deception check using your disguise kit. Uh, 25. Yep, so you've definitely made, like, you've disguised him, likely as another elf or half-elf, like... Yeah, just street urchin other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like... Like a a fake nose and a fake beard and, like, a whole bunch of, like, extra jewels. Cut my hair, put a fucking... Eye patch off. Yeah. <laughs> Don't cut my hair. Yeah, I just, hair. just put all your hair under a wig that you can't ever use again because now it smells like cure threads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that wig has lice now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bowl cut. And just, yeah. His whole head looks like weirdly shaped because all his hair is under the wig. So his hairline sits like above his forehead. Really, a hat or a hood wouldn't do. <laughs> nope, it oh, has to a be hat. <laughs> it has to be this. You came up with leather gimp mask before <laughs> hat. <laughs> Listen. Oh, wait, this isn't a disguise kit. (laughs) This is a very different kit. I was trying to think of things I never would have any reason to use. Yeah. Uh... All right, so you guys head up into the streets, uh, and it is more crowded in the streets than you would expect. There's a bunch of people standing around talking to each other and, like, like gossiping with each other mm-hmm. on the streets. Shall Busy we day. Mm-hmm. Just like put our hoods up, cloaks up, and just try to like listen in to what people are saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah catch the. Could we grab like a paper? <laughs> no. No. There's no. You can go public. find a town crier to hear what's being announced. Ooh. Sure. Okay. So it. You go to the nearest, like, town square where there is, like, uh, so a town crier is, like, ringing a bell and then announcing the news. And he is saying that uh, the Dauphine has cleared Claude Bombalier of his wrongdoings and he is to resume his duties. Big surprise. And the thing that actually does surprise Kirith is every time you catch someone who's hearing it for the first time, like, they seem a little surprised, and that's what most of the people seem gossiping about. It's they that are it's wrong. They are not happy that this is happening. Cool. Like revolution, this, revolution. the citizens are getting <laughs> upset about this announcement that Claude Bombalier has been cleared. I key in my listening to hear if anyone's talking about Frederick Quicksilver. So roll the uh, roll your perception. 24. 24. So you start hearing people saying, uh, 
yeah, the Queen's Bard is going to lead a march on the palace about this at five tonight. So as soon as you're done work, like head to the city gates. That's where we're all gathering. I'll just start muttering in the crowd at people like this is bullshit. This is this is bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I'm going to try to spread Spurring it on. Yeah, I'll spread more of Frederick's message. Okay, so you guys can roll diplomacies to spread it further. I have that. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I have a charisma modifier. Right. Is what I okay. mean. I needed it so intimidate was better. <laughs> I have a 27. I have a 21. Okay. So yeah, the people you guys are talking to, like you are finding people who are, again, there's some people you convinced to join that march later mm -hmm. tonight. Like they're waiting till the end of the day, but they're. It is going to be a big crowd marching from the like, the the big hexagonal walls, the special walls of Ralu. They're planning to march from the palace led by Frederick Quicksilver. I'm gonna to make our us. own little Bastille day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys your have friend? weapons? Where can we get weapons? Yeah. Where's your friend Guillotine? <laughs> he's, he's with the refugees. It's too bad they're not here yet. <laughs> if he was here, it would go different. Eh? Yeah. yeah, too bad the Lionhearts aren't here yet. Right? <laughs> guys, we have to postpone this march. <laughs> I guarantee you it will be worth it. Guillotine <laughs> <Kieran> style. <laughs> Blip bloop. Blip blops. The blip blops. Um would from what Grimlock knows, um mm -hmm. like how if if he were to inform the local crucible about the march, how would they react? Uh so the local crucible here mm. is pretty dedicated to Grimlock's ideals. Okay. So they will like, like they treat you as though you're the head of the crucible here. You get to give orders here. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you head out to the like, because they're basically in the suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it would probably take a while to get out there. Yeah. And like out. 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd at least like tell you guys where it's going yeah. if you want to come. But. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you go yeah, talk to them well. and and basically ask them to join the march and they're mm -hmm. going to spread out amongst the crowd because they can provide protection if anything starts to go wrong perfect without looking like they're providing protection because yeah. oh yeah we're just a bunch of workers <laughs> <laughs> they're walking sticks <laughs> grimlock you may also want to give them the heads up that didn't claude say something specific to you about thinking the crucible was more like a gang yes yeah should probably like avoid not, yeah not not so much a gang as an independent military force yeah. yeah so i don't know what you guys would do diplomatically to oh. ensure i think you're right like if they're just around mm. and not like flying crazy colors then it doesn't look like a militia mm -hmm. but planes plain clothes is yeah. probably the way to go that's a good point yeah well and again i assume that like it most the crucible wears their outfits when they're training and then takes them off around here as they go back to work. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I don't see them as sequestered monks. I see like a few of them spend all day at the temple, but most of them have the other jobs they do in the days. And then they come in the evening to the temple. Yeah. So yeah, they're going to go in their work clothes to join the crowd. Perfect. So yeah, you guys 
as the crowd starts marching at sunset. Frederick Quicksilver comes to the front of it, and he starts speaking, and his voice magically amplifies as he is saying, We need to let the Dauphin know that we don't accept this. If she is only listening to the people in the palace and hasn't asked any of the people in the city about Claude Bombalier's, she doesn't have the full story. She doesn't know everything, and we need to convince her that some of you can tell more. So we're going to need some of you who have stories about Claude Bombalier to come forward and speak in front of the Dauphin. But right now, our goal is to make sure she agrees to listen. Neat. <laughs> and, and then he starts leading the march, and you get about... I'm here in case whatever I believe goes wrong goes wrong. I don't believe that, that any amount of force, any amount of politeness will get the queen to listen to us, but sure. <laughs> so yeah, you start heading through the noble district, and as you're walking through, this is probably a crowd of about 800 that gathers as you're watching it. Cool. And you get halfway through the noble district, and there's about 40 guards standing in the middle of the road. Okay. And, like... I right. assume we're, like, mid... Like, middle or like close enough to the front we can still see and i assume kirith is marching right near the front yeah especially seeing like the line of guards like i would definitely be going to the front yeah i'm like i'm pretty ready to just drop a cloud kill on someone (laughs) absolutely need be but so as you're approaching you can tell that most of the guards are quite nervous but there is a there is a uh, officer who is riding out in front who is wearing, again, full plate like a noble member, who is like, they are simple peasants. They cannot, st- you cannot let them stop you. They are not to approach the palace, is what you're hearing. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> These guys are dumb and I hate them. <laughs> you are outnumbering them 20 to 1. Yeah, mm. but they could kill a lot of people. I'm going to call out to that guard captain. Yep. Oh, that's a good taunt. Someone in this crowd strung up Claude Bombalia. You think you have a chance? Okay, so are you rolling that as to like... To demoralize, intimidate. Yep. Targets will be C. Cool. 31? 31. Okay. So all of the lesser guards are like easing to the back of the group. And she's looking around, but she's obviously shaken. And she goes, who said that? Who dares threaten the guards of the city of Ralu? And she's like scanning the crowd. But you can tell that she is starting to rethink her position. <laughs> And you see a couple of the guards in that group start to, like, sneak out the back. Mm-hmm. Good. And just, like, to the people kind yeah. of around me, keep walking. Yep. Okay. Walk right past her if you have to. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, you guys are getting closer and closer. Mm-hmm. And she stows her lance and you see her, like, freeing her sword. And she's like, back off, all of you, back off. I'm going to play a game of chicken with them. I'm just going to keep walking. Okay, so roll me your Intimidate. It's not going not gonna to go well. That's a minus one. We get a 10. 
Ken, okay. So you start walking kind of like, you're making yourself the most obvious walking directly towards her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she kind of looks at you and she takes a moment because it seems like she might know who you are. Mm -hmm. But then she starts to like lean forward in her horse and start moving it forward. Like she's going to charge you. I'm going to keep going. Mm -hmm. So I think that might put us into rolling initiative. Which All is a right. d20 plus your perception. That's so much. Yeah, I love perception as the initiative stat. So what do you have, Kirith? 36. 36. <laughs> okay, Olivia? 20. Okay, and Grimlock? 22. 22. Okay, so you see her getting ready, and she is about to charge Grimlock. Kirith, what would you like to do? She's about 40 feet away. All right. I would like to cast the cantrip, which does have somatic and verbal components and takes, you said, 20 feet away, 40 feet away? 40 feet away. Okay, I'll move up 10 feet and then do this. Um, the cantrip Tanglefoot. Okay. A vine covered in sticky sap appears in thin air, so I just make some movements and channel some brown energy. Uh, this vine lashes out. Oh, it's from my hand. And lashing itself to the target, attempt... Oh, and it's not like I misread it the first time, but no, it this is better. So it, it will fly towards her and attempt to immobilize. Okay. Okay. So attempt a spell attack against the target. Okay. So roll the d20 plus your spell attack. So 17 is 27. 27 does not beat her AC. Okay. So the target is unaffected. Yep. Okay. So yeah, you send this whip out and it tries to latch around all her armor, but it's not getting a good hold on her as she also kind of like gets her blade in the way to brush it away. Okay. So that's your first... I moved and I used two, okay. two actions for the spell. Okay. So she then puts heels to her horse and she attempts to power attack Grimlock to make an example of him. So she has uh, a, uh, that is a 37 to hit. Yep. So what is your armor class? 26. 26. So because she's more than 10 over, it counts as a crit. Okay. Okay. So, so she does 42 damage. Oof. As she cuts deep into Grimlock. Then it's Grimlock's turn. So she is right by you because her move gets her right up to you to do her power attack on you, which takes two actions. Um, I'm going to take her lance from her. So she did hit you with a sword, not oh, a lance. Oh, sorry. I'm going to take her sword. Okay. So roll your disarm. Ooh. Um, that one fails. <laughs> Uh, 24. 24, so you don't loosen her grip on her sword. Okay. Uh, 
I'm going to use another attempt. Okay. So this is at minus four because it's your second attack. Okay. So, wait, does that apply to grapples as well? Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, 32. Wait, minus 4. 28. 28. Okay, so you have loosened her grip, hmm. but you haven't knocked it free from her, so you get a plus 2 bonus to knock free this time, but your penalty is minus 8. Oh, okay. Including the plus 2. No, including the plus 2, then it becomes minus 6 on your roll. Okay. But you also get to add in your athletics, so minus 6 on your athletics plus roll. Gotcha. Ooh. And if it's a nat 20, that matters because it increases your success rate by one. Uh, 19. Okay. But, uh, 19, 19, so 38 plus... So 32. Yeah, 32. 32 total. So her sword is loose in her grip, but you didn't take it from her. Okay. Okay, Olivia? Uh, I would like to ins use the cantrip Inspire Courage. So Olivia just starts like, she is coming around to the idea that maybe Frederick Quicksilver's not too bad. So she's like, boom, boom, shh, boom, boom, shh. <laughs> just, so it, um, my allies uh, get plus one bonus to attack rolls, damage rolls, and saves against fear effects. Um, it does not have a list. It just says 60 feet. So can I affect all the commoners around yeah. me as well? Yeah. So that's... That's all inspired. It's just yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, the crowd is getting excited, but they're watching what happens with Grimlock. Yeah. I'm just trying to... Because the hits that Grimlock can take, these commoners, if they see that, they're, they'll be like yeah. running, just scared. Wailed into Grimlock's shoulder with a sword and he just... Grabbed, just grabbed, and he's like, "No!" <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, I, I start singing. Okay, we will rock you. <laughs> then what does this mystery witch do, who no one's ever seen before? <laughs> or did Kirith not wear his disguise for this march because they oh, should know? I'm still in disguise. Okay, <laughs> a witch with a bowl cut and an eye patch <laughs> and a big bulbous nose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see the hood under that? Did you see the bowl cut under that hood? <laughs> just spread rumors about this guy uh, well she hit Grimlock pretty hard so she deserves it she absolutely deserves it so I'm going to use a fourth level spell and it's the closest thing I could find to Tidal Wave Hydraulic Torrent so I will <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> just adjust so that Grimlock isn't in the way because it's a 60 yeah. foot line. We're starting a riot. I brought I brought tear gas and fire hoses all night. <laughs> <laughs> I brought songs. <laughs> That's an important part of protest. Yeah. I'm starting a riot. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, so uh, saving through a fortitude, a swirling torrent of water manifests along a straight line, battering those that are in its path and possibly pushing them away from you. The torrent deals 8d6 bludgeoning damage. Each creature in the area must attempt a basic fortitude save. Creatures that fail the save are also knocked back five feet. Okay. She has a 29 on the save. I believe my save is 27. Yeah, it doesn't go up a level anymore, does it? Yeah, it does, because it's based on your... Uh, on no, your... but it doesn't go up with spell level. Right. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... Yeah, mine is 27. Okay. Uh, so the regular guards have a plus six on their fortitude save. 
So the regular guards are washed away. And it probably does half damage if she succeeds. Uh, bludgeon damage each creature in the creatures that fail the saber knockback. Yeah, so she didn't critically pass, so she would take half damage. So a success on a basic savings throw takes half damage, okay. and a critical success takes none. Okay. So... So she would take 14 damage and the guards behind her take 28. You have got rid of the guards behind her. You swept, any that aren't swept away, run at this point. <laughs> so she is there alone. Cool. Um, yeah, and I had to move to adjust and that's another two action spell, so. Okay. So she is going to try and hit Grimlock again. Interesting. Okay. She has a 36 to hit Grimlock. That hits. Is it a crit? Uh, is it 10 more than your AC? Exactly 10 more. Okay. So she does 14 damage. Then she does a second attack. Doing, uh, she is now hitting a 25. Does that hit? 25 does not hit. Okay. And then she raises her shield. Okay. Um, and now it's my turn? Now it's your turn. Okay. Um, and now that she's just like cutting into me all by herself, mm -hmm. uh, I'm just going to grab her. Okay. Is that just, that's just. So you want to grapple her? Like, I, I don't know what your intent is. Uh, so I guess grabbed is like a, a status of like, it's like a step of grappling, okay. I guess. So if you want to grapple her, mm -hmm. I'll be under athletics. Okay. So you have one free hand and, or have your target grappled or restrained. Your target isn't more than one size larger than you. So yeah, you make a, uh, your uh, you make a grab attempt at a creature with your free hand, attempt an athletics check against the target's fortitude DC. Ooh. And as you have learned previously, her fortitude DC is high. Okay. Ooh. Uh, 35. 35. So that means you have a success, but not a critical success. Ooh. She is grabbed until your next turn or until she escapes. And the grabbed condition means... Until you move or your opponent... Is Unless you move or they escape. Cool. Yeah. Okay. And then you still have two more actions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, and when... Six twenty. When I grab her, she takes five damage from my grip. Okay. What's that come from? Crushing grab. Okay. It's bludgeoning damage, if that matters. It doesn't. So you're held in place by another creature, giving you flat-footed and immobilized conditions. Okay. Cool. Yeah. If you attempt to manipulate action while grabbed, you must succeed on a flat check or the manipulate action is lost. Cool. Okay. Um. So she can still swing her sword at you while you've got her grabbed. That's okay. I'm going to... I'm just imagining this, like her chopping at him and hit her, him just reaching up and like grabbing her yeah. by the chest plate <laughs> and like, no! <laughs> Oh, it's about to get better than that. Don't worry. 
so choke slammer. <laughs> kind of, except I choke slam her. So I need to do another athletics versus her fortitude. For what? Uh, whirling throw. Uh, it's uh, prerequisite is they have to be grabbed, and I can throw her 10 feet plus 5 times my strength mod, so 30 feet. That's one of, like, your monk feats? Uh, yes. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm legitimately curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no one know knows this, so you have to yeah. tell us everything <laughs> yeah, about them. Yeah. Ooh. I think I'm gonna You're get just going to make stuff up and, like, <laughs> I got a jetpack. Yeah. It's one of my monk feats. Shut up. <laughs> I got it from Cogs. <laughs> just monk shit. It's, uh, it's powered by dwarf blood. <laughs> okay, so... 26, thir uh, 36? 36, well, sh uh, that doesn't beat her fortitude DC. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, no, 36 beats it. It's just a regular success, not a crit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I throw her 30 feet, um, and it does... So... 15. It does uh, 15 bludgeoning damage. Okay, so she is going to use uh, her shield block reaction, meaning that she absorbs some of the damage in her shield. So I'm seeing you like you throw her, and she puts the shield to the ground and like bounces along on it. So instead of 15 damage, she takes 10 damage, and her shield takes 10 damage, <laughs> which means that her shield like cracks and is no longer. It is broken but not destroyed. Sweet. Cool. And. So that was two things, and then moving's just one, right? Yep. And I'm just going to run up to her and... I mean, you can just run up to her. Yeah, yeah, just kind of like stand over her. Okay, Olivia? So I'll start my turn by moving closer to Grimlock. I need to be within 30 feet of okay. Grimlock. And then I'll sing at him, Buddy, you're a young man, hard man, <laughs> shouting in the street, gonna take on the world someday. And I'm gonna heal him with the two action healing at level three. Okay. So that means it's a range of 30 feet. I don't have to touch him. Level three means 3d8. And then it's also increased by eight. Yeah. So. Oh, I do have five. <laughs> six is 11. Plus one is 12, 20, 20 points, hit points back to you, Grimlock. And I use the song as my yeah. verbal end. Thank you. Freddy's like, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> Might steal that. <laughs> All right. And then it is Kirith's turn. Uh, cool. And Inspire Courage gives a bonus on... You get a plus one on your attack rolls. Okay. Cool. I have a really gross thing I could do, but it's not actually a very effective thing. So <laughs> I'll probably move on from that. Uh. <laughs> he just sticks his fingers down his throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to walk over and puke on her. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't do anything except... It's gross. Except it's gross. <laughs> okay... Uh, man, all my stuff is fortitude because it's gross. <laughs> uh, -huh. uh Oh, yeah. Uh, I know what I'll do. Uh, Can I get up to... Oh, I don't need to get up to Grimlock. I will spend two actions to cast heal heightened uh, by two levels to three. 
So Grim. So Grimlock is uninjured. So <laughs> Grimlock gets twenty-four HP. No one believes in me. <laughs> no, they want you to win this fight without it looking like they beat her up. Oh, that, that makes a lot more sense. Okay. So you said twenty-four. Yeah. Thank you. So she just lets. And it's a range of thirty feet, so I never had to get near you. Yeah. So she drops her broken shield. Uh, she uses her first action to stand up. Okay. If I don't know if you have any reactions that are triggered by a movement, but this is a movement. I do. Okay. Um, I have stand still, uh, which is I get to make attacks of opportunity. Okay. If they make a move. Yeah. So yeah. she's making a move action. Sweet. Um, I, can I... Would I still have the bonus with... No, I wouldn't still have the bonus on her, on her sword. Mm, uh, no, because she's had a turn. Okay. But she is flat-footed right now. Okay. Wait, uh, I'm going to... Yeah, try that. Okay. And fail miserably. Uh, for the future, am I allowed to take 10 in a reaction mm, one? No. No? Okay. Uh, but you do have a hero point once a session, so you can do one reroll a session. I would like to do it for that. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, that's much better. That's just plus your athletics? Yeah, so... 35. 35. Uh, that hits. It is one short of a crit. Dang. <laughs> so what are you doing? Oh, that, that was the... Um... The stance. So I don't know what your things do. You have to actually tell me. Sorry, I, I was uh, uh, going for the disarm. Oh, for the disarm. Taking his attack, his attack of opportunity. Okay. Oh, okay. So yeah, that would sword. loosen it, but not get it from her. Okay. And then she wants to hit you with her sword. Okay. So she's going to power attack you with it. Okay. Uh, she has a 30 to hit. That is. Doing um, 10 slashing damage. Okay. And then it's your turn. So I have a plus two for the disarm, correct? Yes. Okay. But actually, I think that was a waste. I think I'm going to... You're starting to learn that you may not be good enough to disarm her without a natural 20. Yeah. At least not in one go, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'm going to take a, use one of my actions to enter mountain stance so I get a nice wide... A wide stomping stance, uh, just securing myself, which gives me plus four to AC. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to start um, doing uh, doing palm strikes. So okay. stance to improve your AC and then just like two quick hits. Mm -hmm. Cool. So 25. 25 does not hit. So you go to palm striker and you ting on the armor. Okay. And I have That's, a... You have a bonus to attack from Inspire Courage, right? Oh, right. What, what is that? Sorry, it's Plus two. one. Plus one? Okay. So 26. Yeah, 26. Still not enough to... Okay. Um, and sorry, the uh, those attacks are the same one, and they are a flurry of blows, which... So that means that you don't get... Net, so you roll without an attack penalty on the second hit. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, 35. 35 hits. Okay. 
so just 14 damage. 14, okay. And last one probably taking a defensive stance to raise it further. Actions, right? Yeah, because it takes two actions to do flurry of blows, doesn't it? No, uh, no. Flurry's just one. Yeah. Oh, sick. Okay, so your last one, um, you don't really have a defensive action you can take. Oh, you don't it's have... a monk thing. Oh, it's, okay, cool. <laughs> All right, Olivia? Uh, I'm realizing I probably needed to, at the end of my last turn as a free action, try lingering composition to keep my... Right, to keep it going. Going. So uh, it says it's a, you add a flourish to the end of your composite composition to extend its benefits. If your next action is to cast a cantrip composition with duration of one round, attempt a performance check. So okay. I believe I need, and it says the DC is the usual, usually a standard difficulty DC of the level equal to the highest level of the target of your composition. Okay. So it's a cantrip. Okay. Um, inspire Courages. All right. And I will try a performance check just to see if I can keep inspiring people. You need to beat a 14. I got a, 20, a 35. Okay, so you've critted. So that's four rounds. It'll keep going. So that's okay. good because it means it will have lasted. Yeah. It has two more rounds left. Little right Before you need to try and... And inspire people again. And that means that I did spend that focus point to do that. Okay. Now, at the beginning of this turn, um, I'm going to, since I've established I'm 30 feet away from these two, the bitch are fighting, mm -hmm. I'm going to use telekinetic projectile just to, like, grab a muddy rock off the street and, like, chuck it at her to try to get the crowd to start throwing rocks at her. Okay. <laughs> so, first roll the attack for that, and then I feel like to get the crowd to do it, you might need either a diplomacy or a performance check, too. Okay. Uh... 17, so uh, 36. 36 is uh, a hit. Perfect. So 1d6 plus 4 for my, and it should be bludgeon. It says whatever the yeah. object is. Uh, eight, 8 damage. Okay. And then what would you like me to roll to see if the crowd joins me? Uh, so it's either performance or diplomacy, because you're probably yelling something like, get her. Yeah. Mud right. on your face. Big <laughs> disgrace. Uh, I will use performance. Okay. Because shocker, it's my better one. Plus 17. Uh, 35. 35. So with a crowd this size, I'm going to say that that counts as a 46 hit. Oh, nice. Because, like, a whole bunch of people start throwing rocks. Because <laughs> it is a big, tightly packed crowd. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is probably, like, 30 or 40 rocks hitting her. Mm -hmm. uh, 18. 18, okay. Uh, on the 4d6. And that's my turn. All right. Kirith. So she's getting pelted with rocks, and I'm going to say she also is now flat-footed by that pelting of rocks. <laughs> like she's off balance a little bit and cool i'm gonna light her on fire uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we have the pacifist the aggressor like, i'm gonna knock her down i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get the crowd going i'm i told her to leave i told <laughs> yeah. her to walk away he wants I do some not blood give second on that chances. stone mm. no i'm not giving second chances to a city guard especially not a city guard captain okay so uh i'm just i'm still only using cantrips I'm not going full lethal yet. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. 
I might have used the fourth level spell earlier, but there was a bunch of them. Uh, so just the produce flame and toss it at her okay. from 30 feet. And... It looks like a Molotov cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> All the, you know, just like hiding it in the mud and rocks and stuff. And just so. Uh... Hey, who threw that burning rock? <laughs> it was a guy with the hood and the bob. <laughs> uh, so. Bobby. <laughs> we That's call what we him call Bobby. him. My name's Senor Gu- Guillotine. My cousin is on his way. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be sorry when he gets here, you know? <laughs> uh, so, spell attack plus one. Plus one. I'm going to use my hero roll because I don't want to roll a two. Okay. <laughs> I got a four. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, modified 23. 23? <laughs> so, it splashes near her feet. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So she wants to continue sorting Grimlock. She two hands the sword and power attacks with a 27 to power attack. Uh, No longer hits. Okay. So yeah, she goes. So what does it look like when Grimlock blocks this sword, two handed sword coming at his face? Honestly, like, I'm already pretty bloody. Maybe even just, like, <laughs> just catch it at the... So do you want to clap it, or do you want to, like, grab her wrist, like, or...? Like, grab, grab, like, just the hilt of the blade. Like, okay. I'm already all cut up. Like, yeah. uh, you know, it's coming grab from... Grab her fist and the cross guard and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and... That changes what I want her second action to be, because then she takes the hand that you don't have grabbed Mm. and tries to punch you in the face. (laughs) Because if you're wearing plate mail, you get gauntlets, which mean that your unarmed attacks become lethal. Nice. Which is another thing I like about Pathfinder. (laughs) Is the difference between lethal and non-lethal damage? Yeah. And the fact that you can get it without being a monk by having a Mm metal-clad fist. Uh, She has a... Uh, that is 19, so that would be 33, 29 to hit. So oh, yeah, God. she comes at you with the sword and you grab it and then she tries to punch you in the face. And and just, just, and it, just it just falls flat. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, and like her gauntlet cracks Superman. instead of your face. <laughs> and I'll call out just, you should probably stick to the sword. Okay, so are you trying to demoralize her here, or you're just yelling it? Because uh, it is now your turn. Oh, is that that's one of my things, though. One, one of my moves, correct? It is. It's an, an action. action you can take with the intimidate skill to try and make people afraid. I have a minus one, so I'm just going to continue being naturally intimidating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll see uh, the produce flame. Like mm-hmm. whiz over and hit her. It's like or miss her. It missed her. <laughs> oh, like it, it landed her. between okay. her feet. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I was gonna put out the flame. <laughs> um, honestly, yeah, just like I'm going to reach out again. Oop. Uh, Twenty-seven versus. Uh, is it fortitude for grab? Correct. Yes. Okay. So you're grappling or you're... Oh, uh, yeah, just a grab. Okay, so yeah, you grab her. Okay, and I'm just going to say, like, what are you still doing here? And throw her 30 feet. Away from the crowd? Yeah. Okay. So roll your damage on that. Or you, you have, have to... to roll to the do the, the throw as well, right? Yes. Um, but build. she does, takes the five damage because he successfully right. grabbed her. Yeah. So, what a cool combo. It's so good. 
It feels like, uh, you know, the the super strength fights at the end, like, I want to say in like the fourth and fifth season of Angel, mm. where they're mostly just throwing each other through walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a whole lot of martial arts going on anymore because David Borean is like 35 and kind of old and fat. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he only ever knew Tai Chi to begin with. So. <laughs> It's all his soul wanted. <laughs> this is versus fortitude again. It's a 35. 35, yep, yeah, that's a hit. So 3d6 bludgeoning. And for 13 damage. 13? Wait, do we get plus one for damage as well? Uh, no, I believe attack it's just two Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. so yep, yeah, you throw her 30 feet away. And and you got one action left. A defensive stance. Okay. Then it's Olivia's turn. Oh, it is to damage rolls. Okay. Oh, cool. So she's taken like a couple more points yeah. of mm -hmm. damage. This is the last turn for my lingering. I mm -hmm. can always cast Inspire Courage, but I... It's like it ends at the end of your turn, or... Yeah. Um, Yes, so I will use one action to pick up the song okay. again. I'm going to say that I got the crowd like stomping yeah. and clapping, but now they are like petering out, so I'm like, oh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> get them back into it. Get them back into it, so I'll do that. You, you told them to start throwing rocks. Buddy, you're an start... old man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, get into and the just next. picking it up at every verse, yeah. Yeah, um, and then I won't be able to move to her, though, to te telekinetic projectile because now she's 30 feet again well away. i feel like the first throw was along in front of the crowd and the second throw is away okay so by triangle you're still 30 feet from her okay and then i will keep hurling stones at her okay so i try to get people um to keep going so first i'll do the attack and then i'll do the Kay. performance check to see if i get a lingering sure. and i feel yeah and uh the, oh yeah to keep the song going yeah yeah okay i and i feel so like now the people probably can't throw as well not as well with her no. this far away mm -hmm. yeah who knows maybe i won't be able to throw very well uh does a 25 hit uh no okay so a rock just flies kind it's of it's real close like it yeah ding and then I roll a performance against a 14, correct? Yeah. To see if I can get a lingering. Yeah. Cantrip going. Uh, so it's 29. Okay. So yeah, that's crit. another crit. So now it goes for four rounds after. Okay. I get people stomping and clapping and just chanting, we will rock you. Okay. So Kirith, she's lying rocks. on the ground in a mud puddle 30 feet away. Did a pun. <laughs> <laughs> Real proud of yourself there, eh? <laughs> you want a cookie? Careful, it's his turn to attack. It's a punnet butter cookie. Oh. <laughs> I made it myself. DJ just laughed, actually. <laughs> Kirith is done. Uh, I can't intimidate her again because I already used it. Um, Grimlock hurled her away. Mm hmm. And I have no idea if she's going to flee. Uh, I mean, she kind of wants to prove something to this crowd. 
Yeah, one against 800 or whatever. Great, great idea. You totally got this. It took one of us to beat your ass. Cool. I mean, that's going to be a great story afterwards if she loses. <laughs> but if she wins... <laughs> um, yeah, let's try Tanglefoot again. Okay. Uh, 30-foot range. She beat up a local homeless man. (laughs) 30-foot range. uh, Spell attack. Against her lying down. Mm -hmm. And the plus one from Bev's. Mm -hmm. Or Lydia's. No, every time I want to roll on attack, I need to stick with just rolling like intimidate and skill checks, Mm -hmm. because... So far, all of my spell attacks are, like, saves. They're fine. Uh, 24. 24. Not enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's only two actions, though. So, I don't know. Just in case, I'll raise my shield, I guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, she stands back up. She is considering Grimlock. She takes a moment and then she starts like she's got her sword in front of her as she is backing away. And so she keep, backs away keep 40 feet. Marching. <laughs> so she's 70 feet away now. Okay. She can go. Okay. Hey, Jim. Have you heard that new podcast where those two silly guys talk about D&D? Is that the one where a wizard who is a professional train builder and another wizard who's a caretaker of the legendary fungin and they talk about all things fantasy and D&D? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I have, Sean. I think it's us. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, I thought it sounded familiar. Greetings, adventurers. We invite you to listen to our podcast, 13-Sided Die. Our goal is to entertain you with our fun and in-depth discussions about D&D, fantasy, and everything in between. Come sit by the fire. You're safe here. We'll keep watch. We hope you enjoy 13-Sided Die. Available wherever you listen to your podcasts. So yeah, after like you guys start walking forward again, and then when she's backed away a little bit, she starts running towards the castle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she thinks she's quick. I'm gonna fade a couple of rows back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Where'd Bobby go? <laughs> <laughs> Some really refreshing breezes from the crowd. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> so. You guys rejoin the crowd and continue to march uh, to the gates of the king's castle. And as you arrive, the walls are lined with guards, but standing amongst them is the Dauphine. So she's in her late 40s, early 50s, in a big noble gown. Uh, She's standing there, and she is kind of looking down at the crowd and frederick turns to olivia and he's like elbows her a little bit like me yeah like you guys know how to do this better than me oh gosh (laughs) okay well you you could help since you're her bard yeah uh what what do you want just be there with me and like yeah 
Yeah, okay. And be charming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, is that? I don't have to turn that on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, basically. So I need to check, like, he would have whatever the bardic inspiration of this is. Okay. Yeah, so you've got plus two on your rolls. As he comes forward and he's like, uh, and he says, the people gathered here feel that you have not properly considered, and he's like looking to Olivia, Claude Bombalier's actions. Uh, Olivia will just kind of step forward, looking confident and saying, those who walk the halls of the palace have silvered tongues, and those tongues can spin great tales. The regular people of your city will tell you what's truly happened to them. For though you look down, or some of that you look down upon them, they don't have lies to say. They don't have the high education. We're but simple folks. I couldn't lie. I'm too stupid and poor. Bobby, get back in the crowd. You're not helping. I'm too stupid and poor for deception. If there hasn't been complaints of all of the city guard, clearly there are some who know how to do their pro- job properly. It's... Shielding a man like Claude Bombalier will not only breed distrust in your citizens of all city guard, but it paints the city guard and you, the ruling family, with the same brush as those you seek to protect and hide all of their crimes. So she takes a moment to listen, and she nods and she says, It takes a great deal of bravery for you to come to the palace this night. And I believe that that bravery is an indication of the moral strength and fortitude of the people of the city of Ralu. (laughs) I understand that perhaps we have not heard all sides of the story of Claude Bombalier. I will commit to you if you will return to your homes tonight to hear the words of those who wish to speak against him in the moral, and we will reconsider how to address his crimes. That's what you wanted, right, Frederick? I'm kind of... what? I've never run a revolution before. Where's Bobby? <laughs> Bobby will run a riot. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Sounds good to us. <laughs> Thanks, we'll... We'll go figure out who has stories to tell and stuff. If you had hesitated for one more second. (laughs) We're all good here, especially Bobby. Bobby could. Yes, all good. Yes. (laughs) A gap, a gap. A gap. Yeah? Yep. Just trying now, I guess, to use. Frederick and I will try to use our force of personality to get people. Yeah. I'm gonna start like. They should hear us now. They should hear us out now. They should. They should really hear us out now. <laughs> Do you want to roll diplomacy to start? <laughs> it's gonna be bad. I'm not gonna win it, but I want to keep people yeah. like like sure return to your homes, but stay riled. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Sixteen. Sixteen. So yeah, like that's not enough to get people to be like, you gotta hear us right now. But people are like, she better like this. This is not over. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I know what I'm doing all night. <laughs> Talking to Narthus, get everyone together. Like we're yeah. all going there. We're all gonna be there in the morning. I know I know like fifty people personally who have yeah. been wronged by that guy. Yeah. So you're you're like going around making sure that they'll come testify yeah. in the morning and Yep. Yeah, I'll um I'll as we're getting the crowd to go back, like take a portion of the crowd and just be like, is there anyone who's able to come in the morrow and I'll try to get all those people maybe to like the tavern near mm-hmm. Frederick's house just so we can gather them and, and figure out like Yeah, you you start finding who there is and and outside of yeah. Kirith's personal contacts. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you are hearing a whole bunch of story talking about like did you see that guy like with no weapons beat up that guard? Ca- and someone's like, "Yeah, but he's like the jousting champion, so like, <laughs> it's not quite the same." I heard if you want to be more like him, you could join the Crucible. What, like get hit by a sword a bunch of times <laughs> and not die? That's true. He didn't die. You ever been the hit one, by a sword? The one guy's six like, times? I didn't really see him like with any injuries. Right. <laughs> Go check it out, maybe. Right? Doesn't that rock? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you guys go spend the night organizing for speaking to the Dauphine Mm -hmm. tomorrow. And (laughs) my whole strategy, like I know the people here are like me and just like, oh yeah, let's go talk to the Dauphine. That'll work. Dude, there's gonna be like four hundred people there. And if they don't listen to us, we're gonna riot. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any more like Dwarves like the one that were there that can kick their ass if they try to fight us? I mean, there's going to be that one. There's going to be other members of the Crucible. I don't know how many of them are dwarves. Uh, but they can all do that? Most of the guys in the crew, like, he's really good, but a bunch of them are at least, are Because I feel like the people Olivia's talking yeah. to are not quite as like, we need to go fight the guards. The people you're talking to are like, so they can teach us just to like punch guards into submission? I mean, you can talk to Jimmy Tutos to punch, learn how to punch guards into submission. He's done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it costs me. Yeah. <laughs> How many? Uh, never mind. Don't 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 ask. <laughs> we're not we're not talking about it. Got Bad it. at math. I don't know if it's two or eight. Um, Jimmy Two Toes has mastered the sacred art of having a rock in your hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's just got a roll of, of like silver coins. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll call this episode now, and we'll pick up next time. not Jimmy the Millionaire.